0: Well, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father, for your presence here this morning.
1: Oh, Lord God,
0: and what keeps coming to me, Lord, is that that love covers. Love covers a multitude of sins. And, Lord God, you love us. Oh, and you cover us, Lord. Oh, your love, Lord, your faithful, Lord. And you've loved us, Lord. You've loved us, Lord, Even, even with everything we do, Lord. All of our actions, all of our words, Lord, you still love us, Lord. Oh, your mercies are new every morning, Lord. And Father God, we just thank you for your love, Lord. For your love that you've poured in our hearts, Lord. Thank you, And Father God, we love you because you first loved us. Yes, Oh, how you've loved us, Lord. And how we want to love you, Lord. Oh, Lord God, pour your love in our hearts, Lord. That we could thank you, love Lord. you, Lord, with all of our heart and all yes, of our Lord. soul and all of our mind and all of our strength, Lord. Oh, you're worthy and you're holy, yes, Lord. Lord. And we thank you this morning for your love, Lord. Oh, Father God, give us eyes to see and hearts to receive. Oh, Father God, open our lives, Lord. Open our hearts, Lord, that we could know your love, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're good, Lord. And your holy, Lord. Oh, Father God, reveal yourself to us, Lord. Reveal your love, Lord. Oh, reveal yourself, Lord. We want to know you, Lord. We want to know you, Lord. Now, Father God, come and speak through Pastor Paul. Oh, let the word of the Lord be in his mouth, Lord, and give us ears to hear it, Lord, and hearts to receive it, Lord. Oh, because we love you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Come, Holy Spirit. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. All right, last week we've been looking at the Word of God. I'm going to try very, very hard to get done today and to get done on time. Amen. Amen. Uh, We've been looking at the Word and, you know... I'll just tell you my wife is a great sounding board for me and sometimes it's hard to take sometimes it's easy to take when she says good things over me it's easy to take amen when she says tough things it's not so easy and uh, uh as I get into this I kind of want to reflect on what she's had to say because I believe it, it to be true to a sense um I'm not going to I'm not going to give you that little morsel yet but um, I hope that you have been stirring, that, that your ability to read the word and your willingness to read the word has got you stirring. Um, it will get your mind working. It will get your mind working on a kingdom level and not on a worldly level your mind will start to work on a whole nother level. And we're going to see that today. Last week, we looked quickly at what can the Word do. We saw in Hebrews 4, For the Word of God is, power, is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There are so many things that happen when you start reading your Word, whether you know it or not. You know, when I started reading my word, I did not know all the benefits of reading the word at that time, yet they were still in effect. I still don't know the extent of what's happening when I read the word, yet they are still in effect. Amen? Do you get that? Whether you understand it or not, the word of God is still true from beginning to end. Whether you've gotten to that part yet, whether you have experienced that part yet, it is still in effect when you start the process of obeying God. Whether you know that God is a healer or not, you're going to see today that by reading His Word and by abiding in His Word, that He is going to bring healing. Whether you know it or not. I didn't tell you that last week. Maybe you already knew it, maybe you didn't. But I believe that no matter, even when you start to obey God, His promises start being fulfilled, whether you knew those promises were there or not. Do you hear me? What's great is we don't have to know everything to get everything. Amen. Finally, I got somebody awake. Somebody said, hey, that's good news. My dad does this all the time. Hallelujah. Choirs in heaven are singing. You know, the Arby sign just went off, except it's a, it's a God sign. I'm thinking about Arby's. No, the Word of God has just woke me up. Will you wake up? God says, will you wake up? Man, this is to be good days, not bad days. I'm a God of good days. The word of God is not dead. It is not just black marks on a sheet of paper. It's alive, and wherever it comes, it brings life. I, I said this last week that our culture is so used to saying, "You know what? I'm going to take a semester off. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a a couple weeks off of, of work, or I'm just going to go through a thing here, and I'm going to go to Europe, or I'm going to just go and and get away from everybody to try to find myself." I need to find myself. You know what? You can go travel in the world and you won't find yourself. You'll, you'll still be there. You'll still be the same person you are. Nothing's going to change. The scenery might change a little bit. Your pocketbook will probably drop. Your parents will probably have a fit and say, enough of that. Come on back. Get back to work. And we'll find yourself at work. You know, that's biblical. That's biblical. If you're not working, you're going to be in trouble. If you are working, God's going to help you. But it says here, it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Who am I? The Word of God's going to show me. We're going to see that today in in a little bit more uh, deep, in a little bit more deep fashion also. But also we saw last week that it depends on us how we receive the Word. We can choose to receive it or we can choose not to receive it. How we receive the Word of God is a choice to us. So, we saw in Thessalonians that God's Word works effectively in us because we believe it. Now, let's start. Today we want to look at eight effects that God's Word has in your life. Eight effects of God's Word. Number one, if anybody has been coming on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights, it's going to sound like a broken record. Again, God has a way of keeping everything going in the same direction. I started wondering for so long, I taught on faith for about eight weeks, and I thought, "How well, how long do I have to teach this? And you know, the Lord says, there's not many more things more important than this. Why? Because you can't please God without faith. I'll show you that scripture. But God's word produces faith. It says in Romans ten seventeen. so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've heard me say this many times. Here it is. Look it up. Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, excuse me, and hearing by the word of God. You know what's good? Is if you don't have faith, you can get it. I don't have the faith, but you can get it. And it's up to you. It's not anybody else's fault. This is not a victimized society. My fault. Not your fault. Not that everybody's done me wrong. No. Me. My parents always told me, quit feeling sorry for yourself. I hated that. I hated that. Sometimes it just feels good to feel sorry for yourself. And to tell people how everybody's done you wrong. No. Me. It's on me. Thank you, Jesus. My pathway is up to me and God. Did I lose anybody? doesn't have anything to do with my boss. doesn't have anything to do with my family. Me. My decision. You can't receive Jesus Christ for me. I have to ask for it. And I have to believe it in faith. You can't baptize me in the Holy Ghost. I have to want to receive it. I have to ask for it. Hmm. It's up to me. I'm, I'm a type A. I like that God's given me the ability to impact my life. And even though you may say something over me, it's up to me on how I receive that. Will I allow you to have impact on my life or will I not? You speak over me and my children and I'm going to speak back. You speak over my church and I'm going to speak back. It's up to me. You go and hurt me, I have a chance to forgive you or I have a chance not to forgive you. It's on me. Woo! <laughs> the one that's been holding you back isn't their fault. Woo! Freedom. Freedom. If you will receive this, you're going to get free. It's up to me. I'm going to forgive you, not because you're worth forgiving, because Jesus said to do it, and because I don't want to carry this around any longer. And I don't have to. I'm not going to tell you that to your face. I'm just going to forgive you. Because I don't have to live like this. God's Word produces faith, and you can get it. You can get it. You know, in the time of the New Testament... The majority of the people that could read would read out loud. Do you know that there is power in speaking? I've told you this over and over. Every now and then read your word out loud and let your ears physically hear it. You are speaking out into the atmosphere God's word and you are hearing it. And hearing by the word of God produces faith. Faith. You can't please God without faith. Hebrews 11 shows us this in Hebrews 6, 11, 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. Now, here's where it got a little tricky over the, over the weekend. I made the logical connection between if hearing comes by the Word, and faith is produced by the hearing of the Word, and we don't have the Word in our daily lives, and God can only be pleased by faith, then can we please God by not being in the Word? And I said, no. And Elizabeth said, I can't read enough of God's Word to be saved. I can't do the right thing enough ...to be saved. I'm saved by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus. I can't do enough. And she said, it's starting to sound legalistic. And you know what, it, it, it was like a, a slap in the face. A literal slap. I'd rather her slapped me in the face. That would have gone away and I wouldn't have thought any more about it. But I told her, I said, I don't think I have a legalistic bone in my body. It is not about... And, and I, I think she's right. I think that if I don't clearly state this right that it's going to become a legalistic thing that's going to be dead. We can ritualize everything and and religious, religious it to where it loses its power. This is an attack that Satan tries to keep us from doing it. I can see that I cannot function according to God's word and his power without it. I do it because I love him and because he loves me and because he's told me to do this. I do it because there are benefits to reading God's word. Not legalistic. You know what? God made me to be a rule follower and a rule establisher. And that, when handled appropriately, isn't legalistic but it can become controlling and it can become legalistic. Are are you with me? We are kind of walking a line here, but I'm telling you, you need to be in your word daily for you, for your benefit. You're going to find out who God is and what he says about you. You're going to find out how much he loves you and how much he's willing to fight for you. You're going to find out that he can answer the questions that no one else can answer. I love that. If that's all the response I get, praise God, it just fills me. It's like the Holy Ghost is flowing out of there and pumping into back into me. Yes. So it produces faith. Are you with me? Can, did that kind of address the legalism a little bit? Um, there are so many excuses to not follow God in the way that God wants to be followed. And to be honest with you, I'd rather do it maybe leaning over into the legalistic than to not do it at all because God's going to reveal himself to you and he's going to reveal the improper ways that you're reading it or that you're handling it. You know, you can handle God's word in the wrong way. Satan proves it. Satan uses God's word, but he corrupts it. So, I hope you receive that. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm trying to get us positioned for power and for victory. Amen. Hebrews 6. It's impossible, impossible to please him without faith. Number two. God's word is the seed of the new birth. It is the seed of the new birth. His word... It is by his word that we are actually brought into the family of God. First Peter chapter one verse 22. It says, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. It is this incorruptible seed. This is God's Word received in the heart by faith producing the new birth. Are you born again? This is produced by this incorruptible seed. Having been born again, not of the incorruptible, not of the corruptible seed, but the incorruptible through the Word of God which lives and abides forever. The nature of the seed determines the nature of the life that comes from it. Do you remember that? An apple seed cannot produce an orange tree. The word of God is incorruptible. And the life it produces is incorruptible. It is divine and holy and eternal. Number three, God's word why do we need it every day, is spiritual nourishment. Once you've been born again, you need nourishment. God's Word has provided suitable nourishment for spiritual growth. When you were an infant, what do you need to eat? What does the Word of God tell us? You need milk. 1 Peter chapter 2. Says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Do you remember when you were first saved? When you were first saved, you had, you had an, um, a a pretty strong, many of you are going to be different, but a pretty strong desire to read the word. Like a baby cries for milk, you desired the word. That's biblical you all of a sudden knew that you haven't arrived, you need to feed, you need to eat. We were born healthy infants with a healthy appetite for the one thing that could nourish us. Now as we grow older, we start desiring more solid food. You know how you can tell when a child is ready to start taking more solid food? The children get teeth. Those teeth aren't there just to look at. They're there to chew. You know, and as you become a little bit more mature Christian, you start developing spiritual teeth. We're ready to eat. Ready to eat some meat. Hebrews 5 here, the writer, we'll see in Hebrews 5 that the writer is telling Jewish people who had the knowledge of Scripture from their background what some of us may need to hear today. That because of all you know, you should be doing better than you are. As a church, we should be further along than we are. That goes for me. Hebrews 5, verse 12 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those by whom... Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. To mature in Christ, you need to apply the word of God. You need to use it to recognize the forces that you're dealing with. We're trying to battle these forces in the natural. And it's not going to work. Many of us are battling and battling and battling and seeing no breakthrough. Why? Because we are not applying God's word to it. Your situation has to change when you start applying the word of God to your life. It is a law. If it does not according to his word, then we can't believe anything that's in here. I want you to know it will change. Prove God's Word. You are hurting, you are going through things that you feel like you shouldn't according to God's Word, but we just take it as I'm not supposed to go through this and we just leave it at that. No, there is a battle to be fought. And again, let me apply it to you, you're going to have to fight it. Oh, I said that I was a uh, type A and I never did get to finish it because I got a nice little chuckle from the... From the front seat up here. I like to know that I have impact over my life. And over my family. I like to know that my wife has impact over me. And over her. And over our children. It has been proven that a praying mother. Can help get their children through hell. I, I'm i one of those. That shows me how impactful she is over my children and over me. She's extremely impactful over me. Doesn't take much for her to say for it to open my eyes and God pushes my most sensitive buttons, nerves through her. Why would he choose her? I love her and she's beautiful and great to look at. But boy she can press the buttons. I'm not trying to be inappropriate. She can just she can just show a side of me that I didn't know was there and I'm embarrassed to know was there. Amen? Husbands? <laughs> and wives, can your husbands press your button sitting on the couch watching football all day? And There we go. As much as I hate it, you know, she says, I just don't need to say anything else. I need to just stop talking. No, as much as it hurts, I don't need you to stop talking. I need you to keep talking because I can I need to I need to change wives and husbands we need to change so much for going the way we're going it it ain't working we need to change let me tell you in the in the world today marriage isn't working we need to change husbands we need to change amen We need the solid food. Solid food are for those who have practiced and exercised and applied the word of God. Number four, God's word brings mental illumination. Psalm 119, the psalmist is speaking to God and look what he says. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of God's word into our minds and hearts gives light. This shows us that our mind comes to life when we start reading his word. When And, and let me rephrase that. Not just reading, but really reading. Really allowing it to come in. Really allowing it to change us. This kind of light, this kind of education, this kind kind of reading is different from education. Education is not light. You can be educated and still be totally in the dark. You may be seeking education, but are you also finding wisdom? They are not the same. Education is useful, but it is not light. Amen? Number five. God's Word provides healing. God's Word provides physical healing. Hoping this will open your eyes today. I, I'm trying to give you motivation for starting to read. I asked last week that we would start a 21-day, read your Bible every day, try to form a habit. encourage you. If you've made it a week, praise God. Make it another week. Make it another week. Let me go back here, I'm going to leave that. No, 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 no. I want to go, uh, Proverbs 4.20. There are three great acts of God's mercy. I want you to see right here. Proverbs 107, Psalm 107, sorry, did I have that wrong? Psalm 107, verse 17. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their souls abhorred all abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. Now, before I keep going, notice the psalmist here is just reminding, hey, this is what's going on. Because of our transgressions, because of the iniquities, we're afflicted. The soul abhorred in the manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. I feel like that that's where our our nation is today, that we are drawing near to the gates of death. Then... I want you to see it didn't just happen. As we saw last week, Daniel had to pray. And he had to pray 21 days to engage heaven. This is saying in the first couple verses, this is all that was going on. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now, these people were at the point of death. And it suddenly occurred to them to pray. And it says that God saved them out of their distress. Notice three things that he says that he'll do when he sends his word. Number one, he saves. Number two, he heals. And number three, he delivers. Do you see that? That he sent his word... And he healed them and he delivered them. So when you really accept and believe Romans 10, 17 that says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you begin to look at scripture in a different way. You begin to look at scripture with a new hope. There is something in it for you by getting into this. Everybody wants to ask, what's in it for me? Everything. Everything. You begin to look at Scripture with a new hope. But after reading this, this promise about him, him healing, maybe you say, you know, it said, it talks about their soul. Maybe you'd want to say, uh, where does it say that? Cried out, let's go back. I thought it said something about their soul. Fools transgressions, because of iniquities they were afflicted. Their soul. So maybe we want to say God heals our soul. Maybe we don't really want to apply that to our physical healing. Maybe you say that only means my soul. He's not really interested in my body. It's going to die anyhow. But we. But uh, but when you go to Proverbs four twenty, did I read that one? how did i miss that but if we go to wait a minute where are you there it is how did i jump ahead of that yeah let's read proverbs 4:20 this is going to attack the fact that maybe it doesn't include our physical healing my son this is proverbs 4 verse 20 my son give attention to my words incline your ear to my sayings what's he talking about incline to my words, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them, my words, my sayings, depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, I don't care how you read it, I don't care how you try to translate the word flesh, you cannot not apply it to your physical body. And he is speaking directly to his words. To his words. And if you, if you look in some Bible translations or in some of the study parts of the Bible, they will turn this word health to medicine. Being in His Word, getting it in your heart, will be medicine to your flesh. And how do we take medicine? We take it daily. We take it daily. My children have to take allergy medication daily. If we don't, they start getting behind. They're, they're physically, They start. you start to see wear and tear on them daily do you know where i'm where i'm getting to daily pastor i'm getting tired of it no no don't get tired of it those of you that have been reading the the one year if we're going on about 7 years it's hard to stop it becomes a it becomes a problem in in my soul and in my spirit when I, when i miss a day that may sound kind of funny you may say that sounds legalistic nope i get hungry And I start feeling empty. it's been something that I have had to discipline myself because of a comment my precious wife made to me. I did it out of the wrong reasons, but yet God found me anyway. Mm. Shoot! Did I get done with healing? Medicine. Yes, I'm done with healing. Oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. One of these days I'm going to mature enough for you not to always be able to read me in my time. You can't hardly read me in my other stuff. You can always read me on timing. But, I mean, I've only got a page and a half, and that means I'm going to have to double up on you in a couple of weeks. I'll do one more. Y'all love that when I do that, don't you? This one's very quick. God's Word is the key to victory over sin and Satan. God's Word is the key over sin and Satan. Many many, Many of our young people today question whether it's possible to lead a pure life. Many adults question, is it possible? Psalm 119, and I'm going to close here. How can a young man... Come on. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Can you see that by having the word hidden in your heart, you are positioned to have victory over sin? Many of you today, and worship team, you can come on up. Many of you today are battling with sin. I want you to know that your ability to overcome that sin, minus God and His Word, you're you're dead meat. That That didn't preach very well, did it? You can't do it. But by positioning yourself with His Word, It says that I've hidden it, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin. My ability not to sin is going to be supported by the word being hidden in my heart. The things that you're struggling with that you can't beat, get in the word. I'm not gonna say that it is not just the word, it's not just the word that's going to help us. It takes the Holy Ghost. It's the blood of Jesus. It is the relationship with you and Jesus. I'm not trying to say just this one aspect. What I am trying to say is by you applying yourself in this one aspect, so many things are gonna be set on course. You are gonna find out about the blood of Jesus in a whole new way. You're gonna find out about our ability to put Satan under our feet. It is the God of peace that has placed Satan under your feet, it is going to show you that you don't have to live a life of bondage and depression, and uh, having a uh, uh, many of us today have a have a problem with lying. It comes as easy to you as eating. The Word of God is going to show you. Stop doing it. There are so many things that's going to happen. You are going. The Holy Spirit is going to reveal Himself to you in reading His Word. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to explain to you the Word. You've probably never had, an ex- had, a, had a relationship with the Holy Ghost. You get in His Word, and that relationship with the Holy Ghost is coming. There are so many things that will set its course by you getting in God's Word. Not to mention your healing. Not to mention your, your, your future. Your family. Your family. There are so many great things that's going to happen when you get in God's Word. And get in it daily. Take it like medicine. Don't raise your hand. How many here needs healing? Get in the Word of God. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give thanks to You. Lord, I thank You that You have a way out for us. We have come in here with needing a way out, Lord. And Lord, You are showing us that by Your Word... But that is, that is, that is, that is our way out. Is by getting to know you. Lord, out of getting into your word is going to come relationship. And we're going to see that you are someone that we can talk to. It says, make all your requests known to me. Make all your requests known. Did you know God's word says to tell him what you've got going on? And that to not carry your burdens by yourself. To cast your burdens on Jesus. For he cares for you. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God that asks for us to cast our burdens onto you. That we are not supposed to carry these things around. But that we're supposed to give them up to one that can handle it. Lord, help us to get into your word. Help us to change our lives. Help us to be changed by you. Lord, those that are battling addiction. Lord, your word is the way out. Those that are battling depression, Lord, Your Word is the way out. Those that are battling rejection, Your Word is the way out. Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. If there is anybody here under the sound of my voice that has never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, today is that day i know you could feel that when we were singing about the love of god and the lord was saying it's time for you to come to me you've tried every other way to satisfy your life but i am the way the truth and the life and no one can come to the father except through me jesus christ there is no other way to the father there is no other way to heaven Church, I want to tell you, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And one day you will experience that. You will find that out. Today is the day for you to receive Jesus Christ because there is no other way. Not a christening, not a baptism. You must receive Jesus Christ yourself, your own will. You must receive Him. If you have never confessed out of your own mouth that Jesus Christ is your Savior... If you, if you have never confessed with your mouth that Jesus, that the Lord, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that He has raised Him from the dead, church, I want to tell you, today's the day to do that. It says if you will do those things that you will be saved. When you do that, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life that either when Jesus comes back or when you breathe your last breath, your name is going to be there. I'm not trying to scare you into, I'm not trying to scare you but I want you to know hell is going to be scary and it is going to be for eternity I think back years ago that's all they preached was hellfire and damnation and I think that we've gotten away from it I think we need a little bit of hellfire and damnation to scare us out of hell I want to go to heaven and I want to see my Savior face to face if that is you I want you to walk this aisle and let us pray for you if everyone would stand if anybody here under the sound of my voice needs healing we want to lay hands on you. The Word of God says, call for the elders of the church, anoint with oil and lay hands on on the sick, and the sick will recover. We want to pray for you today. If my deacons would come forward, Pastor Stephen and Lee, we want to pray for you today. If you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to walk this aisle and let us pray with you today. Today's the day. Today's the day.